Still can't get over that intro. Hey guys, this is Lou Screws. My name's Ty Worsham. And it is November 15th, 2019. And we are a day late. Standard issue means I need to talk about the guy with me flying with me tonight. Is Draven O's. Hey, hey, hey. He's with me all the time. Except for when he's not. Which hasn't been in the past. What are we on episode thirteen now? Ten episodes? Yeah, you're you're ten you're ten episodes in, man. I'm ten deep. Burr, 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 burr. Yeah, man. How you feel about that? Uh, awesome. I really like. Uh, I look forward to this every week. If I'm being honest, uh, it's great. Like, I enjoy our uh, podcast nights. We still need to find something I like spend time with throughout the week, though. I feel like talking to you once a week is kind of not not great, but you know. <laughs> Well, we were doing really good there for a while, but man, I've had so much work crap come up lately, and then holiday hit with October, and then, man, here we are halfway through freaking November, and it's like, oh, guess what's about to go down? We're about to do, a, we're about to do Christmas, and your whole life will be washed away. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> think about, we gotta think about this for the Thanksgiving episode, and when we're gonna record that, and how we're gonna manage that. I don't even know, because I typically go Black Friday shopping. I'm one of those people. Oh, oh Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for your soul. <laughs> no, okay, okay, you have to understand something. I've worked retail for, well, I've worked retail for a lot of years, but I've worked in a retail store for eight years and uh now everybody says oh man i hate that i loved it like you'd work 15 16 you know 18 hours and then like oh wow it feels like you just worked like five because it goes by so fast it's Hmm. it's actually kind of nice so uh you are a rare breed sir and uh i'll say it on behalf of a lot of other people, we appreciate your service. <laughs> Don't be like that. <laughs> okay, yeah, let, let me explain something to you, okay? Everybody in retail wants to be there. Don't listen to this crap. Oh, I'm there because blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. You don't want to be there? Be like me and work yourself to where you get out. That's what I did. I know I, I worked with a bunch of people. Everybody I worked with in that store has, has moved on to bigger and better things. And, like, we still stay in touch. So that's actually really awesome to hear. Like that's a very positive thing that's come out of that. And I don't know. That makes me happy to hear. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't look at retail is exactly what it should be. It should be a starter position or something that you commit to as a career from a management, from a leadership point of view. And there's nothing wrong with that, but this, this, well, I don't want to get in the whole political thing here. Maybe we should (laughs) just pause real quick, but, I don't, I, you know, I, the only people we need to be thanking for our service, are the people who get shot at for a living or the people who pull, pull people out of fires and car wrecks and stuff like that. So you're, you're, you're correct on that. But I mean, it like from a customer side of things, and yes, I have, I've worked in restaurants. I'm not going to quite say I've worked retail, but, uh, when you, uh, as, as a customer, so like there's a, there's a target store I used to go to and there's always this one employee who is super bubbly. And some people that like, I know, got like really annoyed by it and things like that and i looked at them and i was like i don't know like when people are like that and they're servicing you by like ringing all your stuff out and stuff like that and trying to make conversation it makes the shopping experience so much better because i'm one of those people like i don't like to go out shopping yeah so to see somebody that's enjoying what they're doing and interacting with you in that way i don't know for me it's just it's great and i i like people like that so i like and I always make sure, like I told her every time, I was just like, you know, you, you're really awesome to get checked out by. You're always so happy to be here, and you're just you're just nice. Yeah. 
Well, I can. I mean, I I can go into my whole uh, re retail experience at some point, but there's we have a pretty big show here because there's a there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about, and it's all Elite Dangerous related. But let me let me say a couple things first. One, uh, for those for guys that don't know, in December. Uh, me and Dravenos, so we haven't picked out a date yet. It'll probably be toward the end of December, uh, just judging by the way that my schedule looks. Uh, like, give you an idea, I'm leaning toward doing it like around the 30th. That's January. That's not December. Go back up to December time. <laughs> okay. Okay. Probably like the 26th or the 28th. Somewhere around there, we need to pin down a date. I, what, what I'm planning to do is do a live stream. Get as many of my listeners in. Uh, we're going to be doing it on Twitch, of course. Um, and here's... We're going to do something a little bit different on this episode. I'm going to invite anybody who wants to say anything positive. If you have any questions, we can do like an AMA kind of thing. But the other thing I want to... We're going we're gonna to kind of not just discuss Elite. We're also going to discuss... Um, our games of the year, because that'll be right at the end of the year. We're going to discuss our predictions for Elite in 2020. We're going to, which we're going to kind of discuss a little bit tonight. We're going to just discuss um, predictions as the gaming industry as a whole, because there's a couple of big things, and it's a little bit related to Elite, but it's not the whole thing. We got two new consoles. Uh, we got a console generation swapping swapping out next year, and. I'm not the biggest console guy, but we have a lot of people who play console who listen to our show, to our show, and you know we need to make sure we we involve the console side of things a little bit. So we're, we're 100% with that. We're going to be doing a pretty big. It's not going to be the console show on on you know whatever date we decide to do it in December. Um, but so if you guys want to join us in Twitch that night, we're going to be playing some Elite. Might be playing some Red Dead Redemption, might be playing something else, but uh, we're going to be doing a great big, probably probably a couple three hour thing where we broadcast and we just talk to people and just kind of BS and kind of shoot the shit. Um, so whatever date we decide, we will we will add, we'll post it to our Twitter and we will announce it by next week what the date will be. So, but we're I'm trying to get some some of my vacation things pinned down first. And I know Dravidos is trying to get some vacation things on his side, get pinned down first. So, well, can I be can candid with you for a mm -hmm. second? Mm -hmm. I kind of wish I knew you were going to announce such a big ordeal. Like, I'm excited now. This could be good. See, I purposely don't do things like that. That way, <laughs> that way, the audience gets your genuine uh, reaction, and that's the bullshit reason. And the other reason was because I have the uh, memory of a goldfish sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because there's a joke in there that comes from my high school days. So. And what's even funnier is that, like, I recently read that, like, like goldfish actually have pretty good memories. Like, it's it's a very common misconception. So, ah, uh, okay, okay. So, anyway, anyway, yeah, hell yeah, dude, that sounds exciting, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'll be sure that uh, my own personal brand of streaming gives that a a host and a follow and all that. Yep. Um, we're gonna be doing it on my Twitch channel. Which I probably should get the Twitch channel pulled up. <laughs> I'll help you if you need help. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not hard, dude. 
it's it's almost like I know what I'm doing, you know? I mean You're more IT educated than I am, and if I can do it, trust me, you can definitely do it. Shit, is it just my is it just my username? <laughs> uh yes, actually. If you log in through Twitch, it is just your username. Now okay. if you want to create a personal one for this podcast, then you have to do something completely different, but Gotcha. Okay, so so it's it's twitch.tv slash tierval T Y R V O L. That's my that's my Elite Dangerous handle, that's my handle on pretty much everything. So uh, So wait, wait, wait. Have you started streaming and you didn't tell me? I have streamed once. Most, most, mostly mostly as a test. Uh-huh. Um and and I've I have streamed a fair amount to YouTube historically. I've done very little Twitch. I'm kinda late to the Twitch party. Um so um I'm not a very big streamer. Uh partly because I don't always have the best bandwidth for that where uh, I live, and the other reason why is because um, I like to be able to pause and get up and whatnot, but anyway, we're going to we're gonna have fun with it. We'll get our Discord uh, server announced with it as well, where people can join the Discord chat with us and do all the things, so. Uh, if you would like, I could, like, if, if there's a setting on Discord where you can make it a permalink, and uh, I yep. could make that a pinned tweet to the Twitter Yep, yep. We'll get all that done a little later. A little yep. later. But yeah. So be watching. Sorry, guys. We're kind of having a discussion for the first time on here. So that's, <laughs> that's why this is happening. But uh, we're well, glad see, you get to be a part of it. These are all things I talk about in my drive home, and I probably should have called and told you. But, you know, it's how it is. <laughs> it happens. So I'm um, going to be doing that. I think it'll be real. I think it'll be fun. It'll be, I kind of, kind of the way I'm approaching it is like the night. Like I just wanted a night of hanging out with my. With my buds and listeners as we just kind of kind of uh have a online convention for lack of a better way to put it so dude hell yeah because like i'm there with you because uh you know we've had a few of our listeners on here we've had a lot but most of them are like creators or things like that and it's just like i don't know i kind of want to get like getting to hang out with like the general audience that listens to us that don't really do much or like just kind of listen to us and just want to hang out with it. Like, I, I feel like that'll be great for us. Yep. I'll enjoy it. I know I will. I think it'd be cool. Um, I'm also kind of looking around and seeing maybe if we could partner with a, um, with maybe a, uh, uh, charity of some sort, but I haven't, I haven't been able to pin something down that I think that would be, uh, I don't want to say worthy. That's not the right term. It's would be uh, kind of applicable to to just hanging out with friends and not doing something crazy like going for twenty four hours in a VR rig or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because um, I don't really have the ability to do that. I don't know about you. I mean, I would if I did, but I don't currently have the ability to do a twenty four hour thing. There's, I could probably have the time to do it around then. But it's one of those. I, I'm I'm an old man. I would I would very easily pass out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could make it. I know I could if it was like one of those things where it's like you're hanging out with friends all night. But there's, there's I live with other people, so there's that. <laughs> there's gonna be like a solid six hours of me just kind of laying there drooling on my keyboard. So. <laughs> so you don't I, want to do that because they would have to buy you a new keyboard. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. So. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, we'll, we'll get some more details up and going about that pretty soon. So Hell yeah, I'm excited. Um, I got a quick uh, fix from last week when it comes to shout-outs. Uh, Commander Hellblaze, I completely butchered your name. 
Uh, and he actually sent us another email. And he I don't wasn't know. mad, was he? No, no, no. He, he, okay. No, he wasn't mad at all. But he said something like, oh, it's just Hellblaze. It's not X Hell X Blaze or whatever the hell I said. Oh, that was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> the Butcher spelling this. on that threw us off. <laughs> So, see, what We're I should have Hellblaze, like, thank you, though. <laughs> see, man, what I should have done was, like, message you and say, hey, man, how the, how the hell do you say your name? But I, I did not, so. I mean, I could have sent a tweet as well. Speaking of tweets, mm-hmm. we have a couple of new followers on the Twitter, so we will give a shout-out to Commander Vanilla Ice Toxophilite, Damian C., Steve Kelly, and Commander Daternode. Thank you guys for following us, and uh, we'll be sure to be on the lookout for awesome things that you guys tweet at us. You know, I think it was um, Damien C. that messaged me a little bit ago and said, hey man, where's my podcast? And I was like, I know, we're late. We're a day late. <laughs> Real life got in the way. So he I, didn't I, actually message us on Twitter, though. Uh, he, well, I think he messaged me direct in Twitter, so. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I did retweet your thing about uh, uh, oh, what was that? Uh, you talked about playing an open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, I have the story to tell on that. So, so, so let me ask you this: What have you been doing? What have you been playing? And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the story. But go, go ahead. You, you go first, bud. Wait, 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 Ty. Do you yeah. feel that? Maybe. Oh, I'm getting sucked into a time portal. I bought Red Dead Redemption 2 and I've been playing that. So. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. First of all, I have not touched Elite at all, dude. Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> has all of my attention. First of all, let me say this. That game launched with, like, I got a couple of uh, buddies I work with right now who are unable to play it. Like, they're getting the crashing thing. And, like, they have good rigs. I luckily have not had a single issue out of this thing. Like, it's been running buttery smooth. However, however, I did discover something today. Or, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. No, it wasn't yesterday. Shit. One of them days. Yeah, well, anyway, whatever day it was, I discovered something that irritated the shit out of me. So, so right now, I'm cruising around. Like, I got a, you know, I got a pretty good video card. I got a pretty good rig. And... I'm I'm cruising around at like, you know, you know, a hundred and you know, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty frames. Um Oh, I'm tired. I've got a lot of frames. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> asshole. It's so just uh, of your rig. <laughs> so uh I the entire time I've been playing the game, I kinda felt like like, man, you know, freaking Ar- Arthur, like, he gets hungry so fast. And, man, you know, it feels like my gun's just breaking really quick. Wait, wait. Are you talking about the frame rate tied to your refresh rate issue? And today I discovered, or today I read an article, I believe it was on PC Gamer, where someone was doing some testing on the on the decay rates of things and the length of time of days versus frame rate, and it is different. And I'm, I heard about I thought, this. And I, I, I thought that was the weirdest fucking thing. Thankfully, I already had mine locked to like 30 frames a second because I'm trying to like stream it. Yeah. And with you talking about crashes and things like that, like I was streaming and I had like three crashes in one night, but I haven't had any. Cause I was playing that when we first started recording this, by the way. That's why I was lagging. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, this is your first time hearing about me getting it because I, I don't yeah. know if we talked about it on stream, but I had sent you a message was did I talk about that on the podcast or to talk about that on you know just regular conversation with you. But I uh I freed up space and I got it because I knew that was something that was gonna happen and it had to happen because I loved the first Red Dead so 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 much. It is one of my all-time favorite games. Um, so I knew this was gonna happen, but um yeah, thankfully, like, I already went through all my settings. Now, when I first launched the game, everything was on high, but I turned some stuff down and things like that because I knew I was going to want to stream it. Right. So I, and apparently it had already locked itself to 30 frames a second, which I appreciate. Uh, but yeah, I, I I read that post, and to me, that is one of the craziest things that I've seen because, like, the meter drain, you're what your weight gain and all of that being tied to your refresh rate and your frames. That is nuts. If you think about it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. It like, and I didn't realize this either. Um, in fact, I have a great story. I want to tell you here in a minute about, about red dead. I, in fact, I got two really good stories. Oh God, I'm so story. excited to hear this. If I'm being honest, cause like, right, I you, love going to tell stuff. you, Go, go. All right, so, so let me begin by saying we're going to get to Elite. We got a lot of stuff talking about Elite, but you're going to, it's, 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 it's old man story time. So pull up a chair. Speaking of which, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Before we jump into this. Yeah. Like, I was kind of hoping we would do this earlier because I had a whole bit in my head that I wanted to do, but we like, we went on, we went on some things about news and blah, blah, blah. But it was just kind of one of those things where I was going to do the whole like, whoa, time, we went through a portal, time portal. I'm on a horse now. Welcome to Loose Wheel Wheelbarrow Car or no blah, blah, blah. Welcome to Loose Stagecoach Wheels. Uh, this is a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, we're done with that. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get it out. I worked on it so hard today that I completely effed it up on the podcast. <laughs> so so like so the first Red Dead Redemption was one of the was one of the games that I 100% on the Xbox. Like I actually uh, full blown, I did everything. Like there was nothing else. I'm for me to find so mad that you got to do that because literally, I was like four Buffalo away from getting my thousand points, mm-hmm. and then my Xbox Red Dead ringed. Yep, <laughs> and that's when I became a full time PC player. Yep, I um. Anyway, so. Uh, I love the game and I uh, love the story. And this this game takes place like I want to say it's ten years or something like that before this before the next one. Uh, it's in eighteen ninety nine. So the first game took place in nineteen something. It was like nineteen fifteen or nineteen ten or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, but this game takes place in eighteen ninety nine, from what I've read, and it's right. all a fictional. It's all a fictional U.S. things. None of the thing. They're based off states, but there's no actual states within it. Right. So, um, so I did the little tutorial. Now you, you understand, I haven't had a whole lot of time to, to, to dive into this game. And this is one of those games where everything takes time to do. So I have to make sure I have time to actually play it before I just sit down and play it. So I, um, <coughs> I did the little tutorial and I did some things in town and then I was back at, back at the little camp. And let me start off by saying, if you don't want to hear Red Dead Redemption spoilers, that up at the next 10 15 minutes go ahead and fast forward <laughs> um because there is a spoiler in here so um and i'm sure you've oh, already are, got... you about, are you talking about the first game or this game the the this game this game 
Red Dead Redemption Two spoilers. I'm only on chapter two. Uh, this is all in chapter one, so we're fine. Okay, we're fine. So, like, you're already past me, so. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, um, Josiah was sitting there, and he goes, "Hey, you want to go kill this bear with me?" I was like, "Yeah." That's chapter two. That's chapter two, sir. Have you killed the bear? I have not killed the bear, but I have encountered the bear. Okay. So, that's kind of the spoiler. So that's that's the end of it. You know, it's not that big of a spoiler. If people list these, now I kind of want to like be like, hey, edit this in. Don't it, it, it's it's not that big of a spoiler for this. Like you're not necessarily like like spoiling story. You're spoiling side mission. Okay, so so anyway, so Josiah's like, hey, you, you want to go help me kill a bear? And I said, yeah, I'll go kill a bear with you. So we went up there, <clears throat> and like. You do the whole thing where you have to, you know, scout or you have to track it and do the whole thing. And then eventually you come across it. And the bear charges you and he's like, Rawr! and like, for whatever reason, I had my little dinky six shooter out. So did I. <laughs> so I shot him like, pow, 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 like dead eyed and shot him, you know. And then I, um, like I instinctively, like, like I shot him and he's like, Rawr! I was like, well, he still needs, he still needs more to kill. So I pull up my rifle and I'm like, pew, 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 pew. and like right as he gets to me, he's like, Whoa, and then falls down dead. And then I was just like, oh wow, I killed the bear. That's pretty cool. And then everybody like, so I was like, oh, I skinned the bear. You know, I did the thing, you know, and I got the bear skin. I was like, oh, that's a big old bear skin. So I put it on my shoulder and started walking around. And I was just like, wow, I got a. This is a this is the legendary bear skin. Did I just kill a legendary bear? Yes, you did. So then I went and looked it up because I didn't know what to like. I rode back to camp, but I didn't know what the hell to do with this <laughs> damn thing. And now I'm trying to figure out what do I do with this skin? You know? Oh, well, back up. So before I even got back to town, <laughs> like I, I'm riding along and I carry this woman who's trapped underneath the horse. So I get off and I help her, you know. And she's like, "Hey, could you give me a lift?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, come on." So I walk over to my horse and she's like, "She's like." Uh, would you mind uh, uh, making room for me to sit there? And I was just like, you want me to remove my skin? That's what I'm thinking to myself. And then, Wait, you had. <laughs> so, so, so I was just like, I ain't removing my legendary bear skin. So I ride off and I get a little ways down the road. And I hear her yell, hey, what about my lift? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about this game is because there's so much going on because like, Literally, you've named two things that I've run into. <laughs> now, I didn't kill the bear, unlike you. I shot him. He ran away. I let him run away. I can return to that spot and get him. Apparently, but I have seen the woman trapped underneath the horse, and I gave her a lift back, and there was no issue. Yeah, well, good for you, buddy. Because <laughs> I left her on the side of the road. That's so fucking good to hear. <laughs> I wasn't giving up my legendary thing. If it was real life, I'd be no, like, no, you just sit God, on it. Don't blame you. If I was in your same shoes, I wouldn't have done the same thing. So. <laughs> like, you are not wrong, sir. You turned in that legendary <laughs> bear skin. <laughs> so, so I get back to camp, and I'm thinking, well, i got to turn it the, the the guy at camp. And, of course, he can't do nothing with it. But he kind of tells me something. It's like, well, I still don't really quite where to go. So I get online, and I figure out where to go. And if it was... I'm not usually the kind of guy who like looks up what to do with things on, on, on video games. I, I try to figure it out. Yeah. Because I, I don't like that. But like, I didn't know 
I didn't want to lose my legendary bear skin. Oh, hell no, dude. No, no, no. What little bit of reading I did about it, apparently, not everybody's killed this thing. Apparently, it's kind of tough to kill, which I didn't even know it was tough to kill. I was just like, wow, I killed the thing. That's kind of amazing. Like I just told you, I ain't killed it, so I'm listening to you now. I'm like, (laughs) ooh, ooh, give me some more. Give me some more of them nuggets of information, Ty. 13 headshots kills that bear every time. I'm just saying. (laughs) Six, six in the six in the revolver and uh, seven in the rifle, got done. So. Oh yeah, because you know your 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 dead eye recharges that fast. Well, I I dead eyed him with this with the revolver and then I just normal shot him with the uh, rifle, but all were headshots. Um, but anyway, anyway. Keep going, uh, keep going. So I get so I'm riding along. So I figure out where I got to go for this thing. So I'm riding along to take this thing. So I'm riding along. Like these three guys jump me. No. And I can only assume that they want my bear pelt, right? So. Yep. So like, they start shooting at me and stuff, you know. And then eventually I get off my horse, I shoot, start shooting at them, and I kill two of them. And there's this one guy who's doing a really good job of like dodging me and stuff. And like, this happened to happen right around the train tracks. And. Um, Go on. <laughs> So he, he kind of he kind of backs his horse up next to the train, and the train comes around the corner <laughs> and smacks in that horse. Horse dies. He's he's dead. And then everybody on that train sees this, and because I was shooting at him, you got a murder charge. I got number one. I got a murder charge. And number two, I got an animal cruelty charge. No, <laughs> I didn't know that was in the game. <laughs> Dude, like, seriously, I already love this game. I don't like that. That alone makes me love this game that much more. There is so much in Red Dead Redemption 2. How did it lose to God of War in the 2018 Game of the Year award? Because God of War is fucking amazing. God of War is fucking amazing. It is not fucking Red Dead Redemption. Here's the thing. A moment like that in God of War. I don't Here, care who you are. Here's the thing: God of War was a groundbreaking game. It is still probably the best looking game on the PlayStation, and I think it is. It is probably number two or three as far as the best looking game in existence right now. I don't deny that, but you can't have a moment like you just had in that game. I'll give Even you that. Even you cannot deny that, like because that's why I place. Battlefield so far above so many other shooters because of Battlefield moments. Well, okay, I'll give you that, but here's the thing with that, man. It's like this, okay? They didn't reinvent the wheel with Red Dead Redemption 2. They didn't have to is the thing. Okay, but with God of War, that was that was a very new playstyle. That was that was a very new I don't want to say type of game, but it was a it was it was a flagship in the genre. It pushed it, it there are certain games that push the industry forward. Yeah. God of War pushed it forward. Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2, while I love the game, and it, it quite possibly is my game of the year this year. Um only because it re-released for PC. That's why I can be considered for this year. And right, I hope right. it gets it. Right. Well, well, we'll talk about the rules about that later. But anyway, um, the 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 
Red Dead Redemption 2 didn't really do anything that pushes the genre or pushes the industry forward. I disagree with that because, like, like playing it now, because I didn't get to play because I don't own a console. And don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on the God of War games. Like, I've seen them, I've watched countless videos of them, I've never played any of them, and I respect those games because every time they release something, those are amazing fucking video games. Like, there is no other way to put it. God of War is the best hack and slash game you can play. But... I, like I disagree with you saying like that Red Dead Redemption Two didn't push anything forward because they're like I've played all the Grand Theft Autos I've played Red Dead Redemption Red Dead or I played Red Dead Redemption I didn't play Red Dead Revolver which was the quote unquote prequel right but like Red Dead Redemption to me does so much more than what Grand Theft Auto does for the pure and simple fact that it's just like, you don't have cell phones, you don't have cars, you don't have, it takes you back to a simpler time and it puts you in that environment. And then it makes you live within that and experience that. And that is something that I feel like strongly within my bones. Like it pushes things forward a lot more for the people like, because like I told you, like I didn't get to like a hundred percent that game because I was missing four Buffalo and my Xbox died. And you know what? I got robbed of getting to fully achieve that game. I got robbed of that. Yeah. And that is something I have thought about since that happened. Because that is one game that I was damn sure. Like, I don't do this with a lot of games where I achievement achievement hunt, but Red Dead Redemption was a game where I thought about that super fucking hard. And, you know, sorry for the language on that, but it was the game that I wanted to do that with because the story of that game, the gameplay of that game, everything about that game, I don't know, it was just my perfect game. So, but what you're talking about, you're talking about Red Dead Redemption 1, and I'll agree with you, Red Dead Redemption 1 definitely pushed the industry along. I don't feel like 2 did. I don't feel like 2 does, is a better way to put it. It's still still, still an amazing game, and I love it. Well, can I ask you why? Okay, let me me say why I think God of War pushed the industry along, and then maybe, so, and let me... I want to wrap this up in about five minutes because we get, right, we, we so do got elite dangerous talk about fire. It. Yeah, we so, do. <laughs> so, so number one was number one is the voice acting and the animation was truly groundbreaking in the way it was done. The fact that this is one of the first games that was available in true 4K for the uh, PlayStation Pro. It. Um, the AI, Atreus's AI, and the way that he attacks and does things is unique, is uniquely written. They, re, they, they kept refining it, refining it, refining it, and there was a point where they thought about taking it out because they couldn't get it right, and they kept, they decided to leave it in because they kept refining it and refining it. Uh, apparently, there was actually iterations of Atreus where he was basically like a, like a little, uh, like a little uh, Kratos. And he, you know, didn't, you know, he, he, the storyline there 
is something that they uh, push forward as well with the way that they, they transitioned. They took an, a hack and slash character and made it into an adventure game, an, an action adventure game. Ooh. And the technical, the, the, the technical, the graphically technical things that they did, the gameplay mechanics that they implemented, the, um, the complexity of the AI that they implemented. These are all things that are, that push the industry forward. So, um, that's why I think that, uh, the industry has been pushed forward with, by that. Hey, pa- hey, 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 pause for just a sec. So the, the last thing I'll say about God of War, um, and I keep coming back to, to the AI of it. Uh, and this is this is a game engine that, to my knowledge, they're not selling it. They're not they're not pushing out to the people. But this is a game engine they developed completely in house for this for this game. And uh, if you if you, it, as good as Red Dead Redemption Two looks, as well as it plays. If you're honest about it, it runs on a Grand Theft Auto Five engine. It's a heavily modified engine, of course. Agreed. Agreed. But um, and that's what I mean by Red Dead Redemption doesn't really push the industry along, whereas the God of War, because it's a new engine, new technology, new things they're doing with it, that's that's going to push the industry along a little bit. And if you go and you look at God of War, man, it's from a sheer character quality, from a sheer uh, environment quality, the complete quality from top to bottom of that game, where everything, like there's very little clipping of the polygons, the textures all seem up correctly. There's, it's, it's the lack of errors, is the sheer attention to detail. And it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna you know it's it's like one of the things one of those things where it's like this is a 98, and Red Dead Redemption as good as it is, it's a 95, and that's and like I said I, I do want to wrap this up in about two three more minutes but I'm gonna let you speak on it on 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 it now like, let you have your thoughts on it so. Yeah. I mean, if you're done, then uh, I'd like to present my case on it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm done. <laughs> All right. um, like, here's my whole thing. Your points aren't wrong. God of War did a lot of things to push things forward. They they definitely worked on the because like I like okay. Let me let me just put this point in here. I've never played a God of War game. I've watched a ton of streams. I've even sat down with friends that have played it in front of me. But me personally, I've never played it so. Take that as you will, but I still feel like I have a voice in this. And here's going to be my argument, my counter arguments against it. You talk about like character progression. You can't sit here and argue with me about character progression on John Marston and Arthur Morgan. Uh, and the reason why I say that is not so much the first game, but the second game where Arthur is one of the only characters within that game that doesn't talk about women negatively. He doesn't talk about people of different 
uh, ethnicity negatively. Like, like, cause I, I specifically remember one line in the game where it's just like, I don't want to be with a darkie, but it's, um, it's somebody of Spanish descent and I'm putting that in quotes. You can't see that, but I did. And he doesn't care. And Arthur doesn't care, man, woman, ethnicity. He doesn't care. His character is literally a character within the game that doesn't care about that. You're a person. He's a person. That's what matters. As far as the exploration aspect of it goes. In which, by the way, Ty, feel free to inter- interject if you have to. Like, I'm, I'm, this is the, I want these counterpoints in here. But as far as the exploration goes, the God of War franchise, I don't feel like has too much exploration because, like, literally today I hopped into Red Dead Redemption 2. And I was trying to ride to Valentine, which is in Chapter 2, a city, in which, spoilers, 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 whatever. But I found a leg on the ground, then I found another body part on the ground, then I found a dead body hanging in between a train track. And then I followed the blood trail some more and found something else, and then it's just like I came back to my horse, which was by the dead body hanging on two ropes on the train track, and it was just like, look at my work. You can't tell me God of War has that aspect of it to where you find something randomly and there's got to be something deeper to it. I'm sorry, there's no argument for that. Um, I'm not saying God of War didn't push things forward, but I feel like what Red Dead Redemption 2 did, it did, it took things that were already within the gaming industry and did them better, which in and of itself pushes things forward. But the fact that they have a character where if, depending on your play style, that's what I'm going to say is depending on your play style. Now, right now, I'm playing a good play style. I don't know the bad play style. I know there's two play styles to it. But I've seen a character that accepts everyone, takes everyone in, and just does what he has to do within that moment. God of War, you're playing as Kratos. You're playing as the fucking strong, tough-ass badass who just is just there to kick everyone's ass. I don't feel like the character interactions are the same. I don't feel like there's as much depth to it. Which is why I disagree with it winning over Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, I didn't play Red Dead Redemption 2 last year because I don't own a console. But... I don't know, like, God of War feels like it's more on rails, whereas Red Dead Redemption 2 is more open world, and it's susceptible to more interpretation. That's my, that's my two cents. Could be wrong. Ty? So, so this is the last thing I was, uh, that uh, I will say about it, and uh, then we're going to do a show about Elite Dangerous. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you are right that God of War does not have the exploration factor. You're correct. They did that on purpose, but I don't, I don't think you need to have uh, exploration factor to win game of the year. Good uh, point. Good point. Because Fair point. when I look at, I look at the quality of the story. Now I have not completed Red Dead Redemption 2 story yet, but it is definitely, it's like I said, what we're comparing here, we're comparing a we're we're comparing a ninety eight ninety nine percent game to a ninety five ninety six percent game, where we are re- they're really close, man. They're really close. I'd say closer than what the numbers you're presenting. Um, but 
to me, what put it over the top was they took this, for lack of a better term, uh, single-minded uh, wanton destruction character they had in the first three games. And as you do this game, he goes from being this cold-hearted bastard that he's played in the other games to being this character that has a heart and you feel for. And it's I'm assuming you're talking about Kratos? I am. Okay. And the path that he goes down in this one and don't get me he his character's always been tragic. And the tragedy in this one is palpable. It's it's physical and uh, it's, I mean, it's 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 the second most emotional game I've ever played. No well, I mean, and that's the thing I hate to dunk on about like this argument of God of War versus Red Dead Redemption because it depends on your playstyle. Like, well, when I first started playing Red Dead Redemption Two, it's like, yeah, you think Arthur's like this badass hard character, but then like the decisions you do within the game. I don't know. I'm not going to say they soften him, but they just open up so much more possibility other than just, and, and another thing too, it's like, you know, is it Artemis that he's training? Atreus. 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 Okay. Yeah. Atreus. But from everything I've seen, which I've watched a lot of live streams of it, because I like watching live streams of the God of War games, but, mm-hmm. uh, Throughout the entire game, all you hear is boy, 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 boy. And you don't, I don't know that kind of like that. I know they're trying to tell a story, but that kind of like softens a lot of the meaningful things they're trying to tell. Yeah, well, like we, we, we can argue with this all night. We got to do a show about elite dangerous. And yes, we, we do. We went over about 10 minutes when I was wanting to talk about this. So, <laughs> My bad. No, it's no big but deal. Either way, both games are great games. Uh, you should play Red Dead Redemption 2 and the new God of War. And they're both great games. They're both solid games. I just disagree with what one got game of the year. That's me. <laughs> so so I, I have an Elite Dangerous story. That that's, that's actually, I think it's a pretty good story. Okay. Here we go. Let's listen to it. So last week we had tracks on the show. And in talking with him... He convinced me to try out plasma accelerators. Did he now? Well, okay, so... um, Speaking of which, can I speak about that? Like, he was so good. Yeah. Like, And that theme song is just, every time I listen to it, up. Yep, Yep, it's really good. Um, I think next week I'm running to trim it down a little bit to our typical 30-second intro. and uh, But I hate to do that because it's so good, but it's... um, Well... We need to find a way to trim that up into uh, intro, and then possibly like the the, the host break ad slash ad break, and then ending break. Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out on that. But anyway, um, so uh, we did the show Thursday, and then uh, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. Um, I, I got in to do the uh, the Golconda Intercell Initiative, which we'll talk about in just a sec. Um. So I hopped in there to do it, and, um, okay, so he talked me into, he mentioned he only plays on open. I haven't been on open in quite a while, except for the occasional little thing here or there. Um, 
But I decided, you know what? I have a crap ton of money. If I die, whoop de doo I'll go ahead and play on open. So um, I hopped in an open, and I flew around for a little bit. And I thought, oh, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to get ganked any minute now. Just don't get mad about it. Just move forward. So I flew out to the to the Galconda thing and um, started doing that stuff. And he was over there. And I was like, hey, man, you want to wing up? He's like, yeah, sure. So we started, um, we were in this Hazrez and killing things. And he's in a, I believe he was in a, no, he was, was in a crate, was in a uh, Fertilance. I think he's in a Fertilance. And he was just ripping through NPCs hell of a lot faster than I ever could. And I thought I was killing them pretty fast. I'm not. He's killing them like ten times faster than I what I am. And so he, we got to talking a little bit, and he's like, "Yeah, I man, you really got to go plasma accelerators. They're really the better one." I was like, eh, "I just don't know. I don't, don't know about that." So. He eventually had he eventually had some technical issues and he had to go. So I was like, well, you know, what? let me let me go let me go check out these plasma accelerators. So I flew over and I bought some plasma accelerators and then went back out and I loved them, loved them. I didn't I got two class four plasma accelerators and I'm gonna do some more stuff get some rail guns on my vet. And I, everybody said, oh my god, you're using a vet and open? Yeah, I'm using a vet and open. That's what I'm doing. Because that's my ship. I love that ship. So um, I might play around in a different ship later on. But uh, right now, that's my ship. And I love it. And, um, uh, you know, uh, I just can't talk about it enough. Because I am. I went back to that Hasrez. And these, these are unengineered plasma accelerators, right? I went back to the Hazrez and um, over by the um, what's it called? Over by the Hazrez, there was a, an NPC uh, Anaconda that was elite. So I was like, "Well, let's try this out." So I flew up to it, and then I opened up plasma accelerators, and I just—I think I shot a total of like seven rounds, eight rounds. And it just evaporated in front of me, just exploded in front of me. Hot damn! It was like, and don't get me wrong, my heat, like my, my ship is hot, and apparently if you go get efficient, it really fixes that. I, I, I've done, a, I've actually have since engineered these things, and they're a lot better. Um, but they, your ship runs warmer when you do it. Don't get me wrong, or at least until you engineer them. But, well, um, can I like say something about this? Yeah. Real quick, uh, because I know you tweeted something out about that on uh, yeah. Twitter, and you were talking about playing it open and you didn't get ganked or whatever. But uh, Elijah Spencer or Tweet74 mentioned, and he tweeted this at us after I retweeted your tweet about that, right? Right. And he says, uh, ganking happens a fair amount in Xbox. There's even a squadron named Gank, which is spelled G A N C, not K. You guys are missing out not being in a squadron. It gives you much more purpose in the game. And I just wanted to reply with that, with being like, I am currently in a squadron, but most of the people I'm squadroned up with play Rocket League over Elite Dangerous. Uh, because, I mean, there's just not a whole lot going on in Elite Dangerous right now. I can't blame them, but, uh, I mean, hell, I'd be willing to start up a, a, a loose screws squadron you know 
Yeah, you know, the, I actually have my own squadron right now, and the whole reason why I have that is because of the fact that I wanted my own fleet carrier. Um, because originally it, they alluded to the fact it that was supposed be, to be squadron based, not right, solo based. Right. Yep. And now, well, before the, um, I mean, now I don't even know what the hell we're gonna get. So we're gonna get a an individual owned fleet carrier. It's not gonna be squadron based if we get them. But that's we're gonna get them. Like, don't discredit. Where are my ice planets? Where are my comets? They're gonna be there. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You, you sh- I'll see it. I'll, I'll believe when I see it. You know. But... Okay. Look, they're not gonna screw us on a leak. Uh, like I feel like they're not gonna screw us on uh, carriers just for the principal fact that they've announced so much about it. Like it's gonna be a personal thing. But, and this is also gonna lead to our next topic, which is like the fact that. Like a lot of the leaks have been confirmed, which is space legs and thargoids and blah, and blah blah blah. Yeah, actually, which... I, I wanted to go down this um, thing. This this uh, like like so. What we're talking about is a leak that came out, I guess, about two years ago on uh, 4chan, where this leaker supposedly works for FDev, and he lined out everything coming up for the next. Uh, we've actually talked to, talked about this like three or four times. We lined mm-hmm. out everything coming out in the next two or three years with FDev. And um, man, like we, this guy is 100% spot on. So he predicted. So going down the list, he predicted Planet Coaster will have a DLC for a Ghostbusters pack confirmed. Jurassic World Evolution will have a DLC containing uh, three ter- three uh, dinosaurs I can't pronounce called the Carnivore, Carnivore Dinosaur Pack. Confirmed. There will be a Claire Deering DLC. Uh, confirmed. Now, um, he did have the name wrong on that, but that's not a real big deal. Um, uh, the Return to Jurassic Park DLC for uh, Jurassic World Evolution confirmed. The only thing yeah. that's in this list that hasn't been confirmed yet is Space Legs in the base building. So I think without a doubt that this is this is happening. Like All this... right. Well, uh, let me ask you this: as far as that goes, like Space Legs, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is only because I've been playing Red Dead Redemption, but uh, first person or third person? Which do you prefer? You know, the more the more I think about it, the more I think I really like. Uh, man, that's a tough call. <laughs> it really I mean. is, but uh, they have so many. Like I thought about this after reading that and thinking about that, it was just like, dude, I don't know. I'd kind of like third person a lot more because you have all these commander customizations that you can buy and things like that, and it's just like I want to see what my character looks like. You don't get to see that in Elite already, so what's the point of the commander customizations? But if you had a third person, you get to see all of those good, good customizations. Well, how would that how would that work exactly? That's this one kind of curious about. Like, how would that you work? just you just treat it like a third person shooter rather than a first person? Like, don't make it towards just like all I see is my arms. Like. Let me see my whole body. You already have full body characters. That's how you look at the customizations you buy. 
Well, like, and then literally, we've had this conversation before. Grand Theft Spaceship or Red Dead Spaceship. Like, <laughs> make it play out like that. Because yeah. it allows you to see your character. It allows you to see what movements you're making. And it still has the shooter stuff. Right. Which, if that's literally confirmed from what we got from this, then... You know, there's there's literally nothing holding it back. So you kind of give me some things to think about there, like a third-person shooter. I, I think I... Which nobody has brought up yet. I want to point that out. No, you... Nobody has brought... Everybody thinks Space Legs is going to be an FPS. Yeah. Why not a third-person shooter? Why not? I think that would be great, because there's so much planet to explore... And now that I've gotten back into Red Dead Redemption, hey, that opens up so much. You know, I wasn't the biggest fan of third-person shooters until I played uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands last year, or year before. And, man, it was, that's a, that's, if it's, if it's gameplay, not, not, not like gameplay like that, but if the shooting style is like that, that would be really good. I could get behind that. Like that would be, that would be fun. Um, and see, I've turned your whole perspective on space life that you didn't want. Exactly. <laughs> well, y'all, y'all think about this a little bit. Like if you're, like if you could grab cover, and you know, kind of gears of war style, and be able to use cover and. Oh, dude, that'd be so good. Yeah, I think I could get behind that. But man, here's the thing with this. I this is what I keep coming back to. How does that work in VR? How does that work with the joysticks on my desk? With the yeah, on my desk? I mean, it to be honest with you, if they're gonna go shooter style, like the Hotas is out the window. Yeah, and if you're not in your ship, the Hotas doesn't matter. That's that's my whole boiling point. And to be honest with you, I'm fine with that. Like, and that's just me. Like, I'm fine with that. I don't want to use a joystick and a thruster for fucking shooting people. No, I want to use my keyboard. There's no way. There's yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that's a whole another challenge that is faced with that is how do they make it so it works with mouse and keyboard with the Hotas plugged in? Because currently that doesn't happen. Well, I mean, I mean, I think they definitely have to do some sort of like dual control setup. You know, this is the other thing I was going to talk about is like how I've been I've been trying to use an Xbox controller um, as my primary means of control. Uh, it doesn't work too well. I'm not real happy with it. Controller versus Hotas, though, like that's that's not a discussion that's going to happen. No, but I think about I think about how I play. Uh, like a good example is like Wildlands or Grand Theft Auto. Uh, like you could pick up a controller when you're in a vehicle, so you could have that that kind of you know, that, my, that, my uh, that, 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 uh, tactile steering versus right. mouse and keyboard steering, which right. fucking blows. Right. I hate playing Grand Theft Auto with mouse and keyboard. Right. I'm just going to play, unless it's only shooting. Right. Now, if, if I'm running around shooting, I definitely want a mouse and keyboard. But if I'm yeah. driving a vehicle or something like that, you want I, a controller. I, That's I, why, like, I've had two of my buddies tell me, like, because I'm like, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption with a controller, and they're like, we're shocked you're doing that. Yeah. I'm playing with the mouse and controller because, like, from what I've read, using keyboard and mouse, like, the D button doesn't 
like if you just tap it, it doesn't make the horse slightly adjust. It's a complete 90 degree turn. I'm not about that. Like vehicle control is greater than shooting capability to me, yeah. especially because the shooting capability has an auto aim. See, so it, controller all the way for any sort of Grand Theft Grand Theft Auto game. But you see, this is what I'm this is what I'm thinking about. Okay, like what's gonna we have to think about what's gonna be lost with with space legs, and that's what I kind of think about. And what I mean by that is, I mean. Right now, this is a this is the best space simulator in existence, as far as that has some gameplay aspects to it. I know there's like a shuttle simulator out there, and there's some mods for X plane that put you in space and stuff. But this is the best one. So, with that being said, do we? I mean, I think about <laughs> even if it's a third-person shooter. We're getting a little further away from that from that space simulator that I like. You know, we're getting yeah, we're putting in some stuff that sounds kind of cool. It might be interesting, but here we are again, getting just one more step away from getting to that that space simulator that I that I enjoy so much. You know, I don't know. Okay, so here's my question, uh, because like you mentioned that personally, I feel like a third person would be better than a first person. Your opinion? I'm right there with you. I think third person, because that way you can see your character, you get to see the environment around you better. Uh, it may not be good from a PvP aspect because you can you can't really sneak up on people from, with the with a third person. But I think oh, it'd be you way so cooler. Can. I think it'd be way cooler. You know? Oh, but you so can because I played PUBG third person before the first person shooters were out there. So you so can. <laughs> well, I mean, you can, but it's it, you got to admit it's definitely more difficult. There's, I mean, yeah, it's harder, but there's ways to finagle it into there. But I would rather have a third person shooter than a first person shooter. That's that's what I'm looking at for this game. And you know, now, I, I whatever right. FDEB, whatever FDEB decides to do, I'm. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to play it, and I'm not going to play it from, like, only, like, 30 minutes and be like, ooh. No, I'm literally going to go on a deep dive for it. So, that's my feelings on it, but uh, I would rather have a third person than a first person. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that a third person would work better, not only in this environment, but in, I think it probably worked better in the engine, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah. The other thing I'll say is that if we're gonna get a third person, uh, if we're gonna if we're going to get a third person uh, FPS, let's just go ahead and get a third person spaceship. Let's just do it. They do have that though with camera angles. They do, and I've seen some videos where people are like they have a second account just so they can have the third person and stuff and they they that's how they fly their ship kind of thing they kind of multi-crew up with themselves well i mean the pilot does it a lot which is cool but i, I, I like his python video like yeah. he does a lot of third person combat with that oh he does but... not to me that he does that but he does it yeah but i think it'd be kind of cool if if we had it you know if we're gonna do one let's just do both you know, like a better working system. Yeah. And, and sidebar yeah. here, I think that you are the very first person 
to have even mentioned third person. Like if I'm sure someone else has, because I, I've doubt very seriously mean you ever come up with anything original, but well, I mean, because <laughs> like a lot of this game is first person, but it's just like after playing Red Dead Redemption two, mm-hmm. it's just like, I, I have a lot of third person in the brain. So, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it would be really cool to have a working camera system with third person. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. With a HUD. Like, I think that would do a lot for this game. Yeah. So the other thing in news that that happened this week, and to me, this is, I'm saving this for last as far as news goes, and I want to talk about this for a couple minutes. Because this is truly amazing to me. And it really gives me hope for a lot of different things I had never thought about. So, Commander Vanilla Ice... Toxophylite uh, nailed it of the fatherhood wing has discovered new guardian ruins wait it was him yep dude hell yes he uh, the new guardian ruins are in the coal 173 sector RFD C1312 body C3 um this is amazing to me because I think these things had to always be here and we just didn't come across them. I really do think that. Um, and they're a but little... at the same time, it's just kind of one of those things where you go, eh, maybe they added that like they did with uh, the goal. Fuck. Uh, Golconda. Thank you. Golconda. So I, I, I thought about that too. But the thing here is that... No, no, I'm like, don't take it wrong. I'm not discrediting this discovery. No, no. Thank you for finding it, and thank you for sharing it. Like, that's awesome that you discovered this. Like, because it's something that hasn't been heard of before. Yeah. I actually invited him onto the show tonight. um, But he had to work. Um Oh, man, that sucks. I know, I know. Um, but I, he, he sent me some information I want to read to you guys real quick. Um, just hopping between known Guardian sites for Ramta and noticed a 40-plus body system I was passing through just before bed was undiscovered. I hit the FF, FSS scan, scanner and almost the first body I targeted showed Guardian signals. Finished, this, finished the scan and have assumed it was just a gal map glitched and that I couldn't really be the first on that region of space so close to other sites. Nevertheless, was very excited just in case, made myself map a few planets and checked out the ruins, then buckyballed back to the bubble to register to the find, as it would be a few days before I could fly again. Thrilled that so many people are interested in my dis- in my find, the Twitter post really took off, didn't get to bed until 1am. Um, well, fuck, you guys really messed out, like... <laughs> see the thing about That's this awesome to hear about though the thing about this that gets me is that this is this is near other guardian systems and we really thought that we had found all the guardian stuff like to my knowledge i don't think anybody was sitting around going man there's one more guardian side out there like i don't know of anybody who, who thought that was out there and the reason why this is so amazing to me is because it's got me thinking about other things in game that I have oh, kind of given definitely. up on. Definitely. Like that's one of those things where it's just like, 
You know, let's let's not get it twisted. Elite doesn't have the biggest player base right now. But like I don't know, I guess we've kind of all like had this assumption that, oh well, what's gonna be discovered is gonna be discovered. No. Fuck it. Go look. Like just just look. Dig. Yeah. Don't give up. You can find something, share it with the rest of us, and then be a big hit. And you see, the thing is, these Guardian Ruins look very similar to other Guardian Ruins, which makes me think they've been here the whole time. I think we've just missed them. Yeah, that's exactly what I feel. I don't feel like this is something FDF threw in with the Golconda stuff. I mean, the Golconda, I mean, dude, this is so cool. It is. It really is. And I'm so glad we had, like, one of our listeners is just like, hey, I found this thing. Here you go. I know. Like, now, dude, thank you for submitting this. Now, I want you to think about it because this is what this is, has me thinking about. What else is out there that we haven't discovered? And I'm going to tell you the big one that comes to my mind. And you know what I'm talking about. Do I? Raxla. I do. So... Now, now, for those that don't know, now, I'm going to tell you guys real quick. I have a show planned, and I don't know when I'm going to do it, but it's going to be completely about Raxla. But I'm going to give you the real quick, long long and short of it. Raxla is a mythical planet. It uh, was rumored to be in the very first Elite game. Later on, they discovered, they, later on, it was announced that it was not in the very first Elite game. It was just rumored. But... According to Braben, it has been put into Elite Dangerous. The story with Raxla goes, the lore behind Raxla, <coughs> excuse me, is that you can is that there is a portal on it that leads to the Andromeda Galaxy. Now, none of this is confirmed. None of this is it's all just like written lore and you know um, you know stories about it, so no one really knows. But what's interesting about this to me is that David Braben and other people from FDev have been quoted as saying Raxla is in the game. But they're not going to tell us where it is and there's, they're not going to give us any hints. Dude, all I'm going to say, like I've heard a lot about this. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot about this. The only thing that I know is the day that it happens, I know my inbox, I know Ty's inbox, I know Ty himself is going to send me a ton of it. Yeah. It's going to blow the fuck up. Because that's everything that anything Elite Dangerous is going to be about. Yeah. From what I have read, this is something people have been looking for since the game's inception. This is something really people have been looking for since the very first, like, back That's on the... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. So, if this is actually in this game, it is going to be huge, and to be honest with you, I hope one of you guys finds it. So, I have actually spent a fair amount of time doing some of my own research into finding Raxla. And I have my own theories. Like, number one, I don't think it is outside of 300 light years of Sol. Because... But Sol also has a lot of up and down, which we don't know. Because, like, 
I've well, heard a lot of posts I mean, on Reddit about exploring, and it's just like, how do you find new shit? It's just like, dude, just like go below or go above the rat the the, the line, well, you know, the flat line. I'm talking about I'm talking about in a I'm not talking about in just a circle. I'm talking about in a sphere from Seoul. Yeah, I don't think it's outside of that that sphere, and the and I have I have reasons why. And like I said, I'm saving some of this for when I do my. Like, don't reveal it all. You need those secrets to yourself, sir. Well, I, I've, you need to be the first one to find it. The place where I thought that I thought it was at, I was wrong. Because I, dude, if you're the first one to find it, I will literally shit myself on pockets. I, I, I'm out of ideas on how to find it. Let me, let me give you an idea. <clears throat> I talked with the pilot about this a little bit. He believes it's not in the game. He believes that they just talk about it to stir it up. I mean, he believes it's not in the game. That's yeah. He has the same thing that a lot of people do. Right. And I, I say I say he believes that he's he's alluded to make me believe that I I have kind of a after I didn't find it where I thought it was I kind of come to the conclusion that it wasn't in the game after discovering these guardian ruins it's kind of got me going huh I wonder if I missed something like maybe I need to dig those notebooks out and go through them again I mean it could be just like one jump that you missed you know okay so yeah so let me let me just tell you right now. I don't think it's a system. We're not looking for a system labeled Raxla. Okay. We're not going to find that. We're not going to find a, a planet. Like so a, it's kind of like a station. Nope. It'll be it, it'll be a planet. It'll be a planet we can't land on until whatever patch they put into where we can, if they ever do that. <clears throat> if if they um. Sorry, I'm coughing so much tonight, guys. Um, if they... Okay, so so my theory is about it. I'll just tell you. I think it'll be a planet. I think it'll be a planet that when you do a discovery scan, it won't show up. It'll be something that you have to find by flying by it. And I think it'll be a texture that we've never seen before. So what you're suggesting is like a deep, a deep dig, a deep dive. Like, do you remember back when... Uh, people discovered the Voyager spacecraft no. in Seoul. No. So, so there was no markers about where they were. Like you couldn't just go fly to them. People yeah. actually had to use the uh, triangulation of stars to navigate out to them. And then when you got within like 2000 light seconds or something of it, it would show up as a, as a USS and then you could find it. Hmm. So I think it'll be something like that. Hell yeah. I think that you'll have to be in the system and then you'll have to fly a certain direction. And I'm not going to say what system what I think it is. But I think you got to be in the system. I think you got to fly in a certain direction. And then you got to fly far enough to find it. And I think, it's, I think it'll be something like that. Now, these are all things I thought before. I mean, I, once I went to where I thought it was and it wasn't there and I spent some time in the system and in a few surrounding systems doing the same thing. I gave up and basically said, I basically got the mindset it's not in the game. But because of this Guardian Ruins being found, and I'm pretty sure these Guardian Ruins have been in there since they put the Guardian Ruins in the game. Yeah, because I, I mean, I looked at the information you shared and it looks just like. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, that's not to say they couldn't have patched it in at some point. But... In which, uh, 
let me just go ahead and throw this out there. Like, if anybody finds this system that we're talking about right now, like, dude, share that with us. Share that with Lave. Share that with every fucking body. Like, don't hold that to yourself. Like, because it's a community thing where a lot of the community is on the search for this. Like, let people know. Because... Dude, if someone... First of all, if someone discovers Raxla, I think... I think it'll be all over. Like, I think it actually might make the news. <laughs> oh, dude, it would definitely be a top host for Reddit. Yeah. Hands down. Like, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, we discovered this and you don't share it. It's kind of like selfish. Like share uh, that with people because this is something that I have literally read so many posts about. Yeah. Because so many people want to be a part of this. So it's just like, give back to the community. Like, if you're the one that finds it, like, you're going to get the credit for it. Well, I mean, they will. I wouldn't worry about that too much. But, like, you're gonna, uh, you're also going to be, like, a beacon of hope for so many people. Now, if you don't do anything after that, nobody's going to care. Like, that's going to be the one thing that they're going to be like, hey, this fucker found it, and... He shared it with the rest of us so we could all go there. Yeah. And that's that's literally like a cornerstone of hope for well, everybody. Well, I, you know, on, on you know, we talked about uh, Elite Bucket List. That was on my, it's actually the last thing on my bucket list is, is find Raxla. <laughs> or, or if I'm not the one that finds it, go to Raxla. But, because like I said, I'm... I am convinced it is not in the game. I really am. That being the thing I've read, I'm in the same boat with you, and I'm sure a lot of people are. Well, there's a lot. Like, there's a lot of people out there who are a lot smarter than me and have done a lot more research than me, who have gone to a lot more. I mean, there's people who data mine this game and they can't yep. find it, and yep. um, and I don't quite know how. Like, like. And I don't quite understand this. Like the people who data mine this game, how did how did we miss this Guardian Ruins? Is it just is it just the fact that until you go in the system, it doesn't put it on your computer? Is that is that what happens? As they were scrolling through, they just kind of over scrolled through. Like you know that happens. Yeah, that or like I don't know. That or FDM is just giving us bits and pieces as they go, like. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, this wasn't here since the beginning, but yeah, this could have been something that was out of the last patch, and they're just kind of like, boop. See, boop. I just to kind of like lead that teaser on to keep people invested, and which if they're doing that, that's super smart. True, but okay, so think about this for just a minute. I There's 400 billion stars in this game. I kind of think that until you go into the system, it doesn't generate that 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 system. Like when like when the very first person goes in there and then generates that system. Well, they might have flags on, you know, like 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 for certain systems, they might have flags that are like, well, this system's going to have guardian ruins in it on this planet. So when you generate, so when someone goes in the system and generates the thing, put them down here. You know, but it doesn't, 
when you jump into the star system, it doesn't load that data onto your computer. It only sends it to your computer when you get there. You see what I'm saying? So therefore, data miners wouldn't have that. I do, but I still am of the belief that it's just kind of like one of those things where it's just like they're giving us bits and pieces as they go along. Yeah. Because the Golconda was a Galnet News thing. Right. It wasn't a thing that they just kind of like had there. It was a Galnet News thing and somebody had to discover it and then, oh, we have a big interstellar news ship around this. No. Somebody had to find it first. I think it's one of those things where they're kind of like doing the Reese's Pieces trick. And I'm not saying about trying to trap us to where it's just like, but they're just giving us, they're giving us little nibbles. And then just feeding it along, which to me is great. Like, it's just like, oh, wait, you thought you were done? <laughs> no, no. You know? So, like, I appreciate it if this is something they've added newly. If they didn't, then, hey, we as a player base messed up. But I, I still feel like this is one of those things where it's just like they threw it in there and go, find it. Maybe. Um, and I appreciate that. I do. I kind of hope you're wrong. I, I really like I really like the idea of it's something that they has been there the whole time. We just haven't found it because that makes me think of other things that we could come across. And I personally well, like that idea a lot. Better. The biggest thing that I will say, uh, and I hate to like break this bubble, but. There's no way that system hasn't been discovered. So look at Discover, look at who found it. If it's not the same name, then it doesn't matter. Well, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm, my plan is to go out to the system um, probably Sunday. And because I want to check it out, I want to look for myself. Um, I'm probably going to take my Mark II out there because it's got a bigger jump range and just kind of look around and see what I think. And, so I can give you a, a better idea next week, but um, I wanted to get there this week, but real life got in the way. So, yep. Um, in other news, so that's that's kind of the thing there. Um, so our question for you, Dravenos. No. Hmm? Yeah, 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 we're doing that again this huh? week. I need to pay attention. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, survival stats in games. Mm. And now this is kind of goes back to the Red Dead Redemption 2 with like the whole eating and everything. So what gave me this idea? Yeah. And we kind of had, we kind of have some of this in the game right now. Where like when you get your systems damaged, they kind of break. And whatnot. Yeah, shields, uh, modules, and life support. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of like, like when your, like when your, uh, uh, pulse laser gets damaged, it it malfunctions. Oh God, I hate that so much. So what I was wanted to ask you is, is like, and like, I'm not necessarily saying like standard survival stuff, like eating and drinking and stuff like that. But the thought crossed my mind: what if they had, what what if you are just flying along and you had a like a, an actual system failure, like like you're like you're flying in between star systems, or you're flying in between planets, and your FSD just breaks, just breaks. Hmm. 
do you think that's something that they want? So the question is, do you, is that something that you want? Is that, do you think that's something they will implement in the uh, 2020 update? Do you think that's something that people want in general? Wow, you are coming to me hard with that one. Uh, I mean, to me, I feel like that adds another level of depth. But at the same time, I feel like that's something you kind of need to alert players to. Because it's just like, if something breaks and you can't use it, then... You know, if you can't jump to another star, then that's BS, obviously. Well, I mean, so to kind of go along with this is that, you know, if they're going to, if they're going to do space legs right and let us get up out of our chairs and walk around our ships and if, if, if we're flying along our FSD breaks, well, then we could get up and get out of our ship, get out, of, walk around our ship and go over to the FSD and, you know, fix it. I mean, if they're going to do something like that, then, uh, I don't know. I kind of like some mini game to go for that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and when I say mini game, like I literally do mean mini game, like pipes or some sort of like connection game, something like that to fix it. Because, uh, but nothing too hard. I don't want it to be like difficult. Right. But just something to where you have to interact with it to do it instead of just going over there holding you down for five seconds and then, oh, it's fixed. Like, no, like, Give players something to do to fix it instead of just it holding down a button for five seconds to fix it. And I think that would honestly, it would be really interesting. Yeah. I kind of like this idea. Um, So like the more, the more like I posted this question to you and, and I I bring it up because I thought about, uh, what was that game? Uh, Independence war back in the day where you would actually have module failure. And then the way you actually fixed it was that you would um, send repair crews, because you couldn't leave the bridge in that game, but you could send repair crews to that thing, and they would fix it. And then you could, uh, or or you could divert power, like you actually had like a little power map, and you can divert power around your ship. Which we currently have in-game. Right, but this is a little bit more different. Think more along the lines of like... Uh, uh, water, what's a good example? Uh, like it had the kind of like water map pipes and you had to like yeah. shut off a valve and wrap, wrap route water yeah. route power around it, so to speak. Yeah. And it was, it was a very cool little, you know, for lack of a better term, mini game that you could do things with. And, um, you know, I think it was independence war two. They went to just the standard kind of engine shields and, uh, weapons kind of thing that everybody does now and i, I mean hell even thing. with the pip system we have now like it could like you put more pips to this thing and then it makes it easier to solve the mini puzzle you know well the pip system is is really designed around like a quick combat thing it's not really designed around true power management yeah um, but it could be is what i'm saying i don't want the pip system to be that because when you're in combat you're in divert power around it needs to be something fast and quick but i agree if you're having to repair a module failure or something like you know, that. Yeah, well, let's say you're exploring it and the module just, quote-unquote, expires because it's an old module. Like, right, right. It adds something to exploration that's currently not there. Right. And, you know, going back to the Red Dead Redemption 2 thing, you know, your guns, the more you use them, you have to clean them and whatnot, and they decay, yeah, exactly. they can break, stuff like that. Exactly. 
So because I mean, the, even in, it's it's true of real life. The more you use something, the more it wears down, and you have to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So and so. this is a sim, quote unquote, more than anything. So I I don't know. It just it adds that layer of depth. Right. See, I'm I'm kind of cool with the idea. I like the idea. I just want to implement it too. correctly. I don't want it implemented. Like, I don't really like the idea of having to worry about food and water and stuff like that. Because uh, here's my complaint about that with most games and food and water. It's such a quick cycle. Like, every five minutes you have to worry about fitting your character. Yep. yep. And that's just not how it works. I don't want to eat every five minutes. Do you? I mean, I want to. <laughs> really, though? Like, are you seriously hungry every five minutes? Maybe not every five minutes, but... Yeah, exactly. Right. You're hungry about every two or three hours. Right. And I realize games are condensed forms of that, but it's just like, give me time to worry about the things I need to worry about rather than hunger and thirst. Right. Thirst, a.k.a. Is, it, it, thirst is more important than hunger. Like, if you know the rule of threes and survival, then thirst is more important than hunger. Right. Thirst is right. more important than shelter. Like, thirst is your single most important thing. But we need to find a way to implement this in the games to where it makes sense. It keeps it kind of logistical and then doesn't make it too hard to do what you want to do within the game, because there's literally been games where I've played where it's just like, the only thing I worry about is making sure my character maintains thirst. And it's horseshit. Like, I don't have time to build whatever because, oh, I'm thirsty after two seconds. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of thirst in, in, thirst in food in games. I do kind of like... Uh, other things to kind of decay. Like I, I like the idea of, of weapon decay. I like the idea of things breaking and stuff like that. So I, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. I'd be, I'd be completely cool with that. I mean, that's the whole point I'm trying to bring up because like I practice survival skills on a regular. So it's just like, okay, three, three minutes without oxygen, three days without water, three weeks without through without food. Right. Or no, three days without shelter, three three weeks without food, three months without something else. But uh, I forget what that is. But like, there's priorities. Oxygen is your first. Shelter is your second. Water is your third. Food is your fourth. Right. So many games place things on food over anything else, and it's just like that's not how it works. If you're trying to teach people shit, this is not the way to do it. Well, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that people are trying to teach people shit in games, but I think it's, I think it's more along the lines of they're trying to create, they're trying to create gameplay. A stressful situation, yeah. And what? They... But it it doesn't work because like, I don't know. For me, it's just it just doesn't work because it's just like you're trying to force too much on top of the player, whereas just like if you're in that situation realistically. And which I know games aren't supposed to be realistic. Don't, don't, whatever. But, right. like, you kind of need to approach it from a realistic situation so that way it's more comprehensible, if that makes sense. Like, you need to worry about this before this and this before this. Like, I don't want to set up a shelter before I make sure I have water. 
Because if I don't have water, what does the shelter friggin' matter? And I feel like so many games just get that wrong, you know? No, I'm I know of... you're not trying to be educational, but you can be, and you can make it make sense as well. No, I'm, I'm definitely right there with you. I'd, I'd like for them to do... I'd, I'd like... It, well, I mean, circling back around to the, to the Elite Dangerous thing and the whole, you know, if, if we're going to get space legs, which it looks like we are, if we're going to... If we're going to get all these things, then what I would like to see implemented is uh, some form of uh, module decay. We already kind of have that with, like, the ship integrity thing. Uh, I say kind of. when I know it doesn't necessarily apply to that, but I feel like the mechanic already exists there. that They could just apply it out a little bit. And uh, I, I feel like it would, you know, if you're, you're flying along and something breaks... Yeah, I mean, how, how interesting would it be to be in, in the middle, you're, you're about to start a fight with something, you're flying along, and it's like, your shields go down. Because the module... I mean, in the middle the of the fight, just... it would suck dick, but, like, if that were to happen on occasion, like, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, I think stuff like that adds something to it. Like, that's the thing, though, it creates that tension to where you're like, fuck, 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 fuck. And then, uh... Like, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not trying to, like, disapprove your statement, but, you know, like, if it's one of those things where it's just, like, things are guaranteed to fail here and there, like, like, let's say you try to jump and it's just, like, frame shift drive failed, like, and you have to get up and fix that, like, to me, that's story-wise story, story -wise, interesting, because, like, that's the whole thing about this game, is you're not worried about being the best at this or the best of that. This game, Elite, is about the story you create. Right. And, and there's the struggles there. you overcome and things like that. Right. And there, there's there's definitely a lot of story there that they could they could tap into that they just they just kinda don't and and, and here's the thing with that too, like I don't want I don't want my modules breaking to the point where I can't accomplish things. But like it it'd be cool to have a module once a once like a every 20 hour worth of flight time break on you, you know, something like that, you know? Yeah. So moving right along into, uh, earn your wings. Um, so we didn't do earn your wings last week. And I think the last time we did earn your wings, we were talking about weapons. And I just want to say I was completely wrong. Go get plasma accelerators. They're the best <laughs> freaking gun. Uh, they will suck at first, but get, but you, they will suck at first, but once you learn how to aim, that will be amazing. Yep. Once you once 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 I got to where I can aim with them, I got pretty darn good with them. I'm not 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 perfect with them. I'm still learning. But once I got to where I could hit things with them, and once I got to where I could uh, engineer them a little bit to where they're not just cooking my ship. Oh man, I. I'm ripping through in elite NPC anacondas in like eight or nine blasts. And it's just probably doing a lot faster. If you had a, a medium ship, instead of your Corvette. Well, <laughs> damn lie. But anyway, I'm sorry. I have to say that because like, and literally we've had people on this podcast who tell me I'm going to benefit of a medium ship and my medium ships and engineered. So yeah, I, I, I know, but it's the ship I like. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, if you want to be outmaneuvered, okay. <laughs> uh, we, 
we need to go one day, buddy. We we need to go one day. I need to have my engineering up to your level then. Uh, here come the here come the excuses. <laughs> no, there's no excuse there, but like you literally can't sit here and tell me every interview we've had about ship sizes, like everyone's like medium ships are where it's at. If you go look at the majority of people playing the game, they believe in medium ships. So I just don't. So. In PvP, not PvE. PvE, I will give you large ships all day. Yeah. In PV in PvP, if it's me against you, oh dude, I cannot outmaneuver you. So you're gonna destroy me. But I guarantee you there's a player out there who is going to Screw your world up. Probably. Um, got an email this week from Commander Hellblaze. Yes. I'm going to read. Um, so this is not the email where he corrected me about his name. Uh, again, thanks for thanks for um, explaining this to me because I was dumb. Hey guys, just been thinking a bit about things talked about in the last episode. Now I just I just want your thoughts on this. Do you think it's possible that with fleet carriers coming, could there possibly be an impending attack from the Thargoids on the bubble that could see these being used for Thargoid hunting or some sort of Thargoid defense? Like, what if they were to bring their own sort of fleet carriers or mega ships to overrun systems or stations and make permanent stations in these systems as a basis for them to attack surrounding systems, pushing their way into the bubble? Not necessarily burning the bubble, but putting up a big enough attack where the surrounding systems may need to be evacuated, and we need to set up our own fleet carriers as outposts for a strong defense and or counterattack. Would love to hear your thoughts, and do you think FDev would possibly do something like this? Commander Hellblaze. I like this idea. So, ever since the pilot mentioned burning the bubble, I've, mm-hmm. I've had different scenarios floating around in my head. Mm-hmm. And basically, this scenario where the Thargoids establish a foothold in the bubble of some kind that would kind of warrant us needing these fleet, fleet carriers is probably probably the most viable way for them to do this. Yeah, dude, I really like this idea. If I'm being honest, like yeah. that is so good and so choice. Like just having giving players players and then having a, a huge Starcore attack. It doesn't require the burning of the bubble, but it requires the prevention of burning of the bubble. Like it's so choice. Right. I um I mean, like I said, like this is how if if they're gonna do it, I think that this is how they should do it. I agree, dude. It's so good to think about that. Like I didn't think about this until this collection popped up, but oh, that is so so good. Yeah, I like this idea a lot. I think it's pretty cool. Um, you know, and the more I kind of think about it, um. You know, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if they'll do it with the with the uh, fleet carrier update if we actually get that. I'm still convinced that rolls into the 2020 update somehow. Um, like I, well, I I come back to that, but anyway, um, I think that uh, <laughs> I think that. I don't want to say this. 
I think that there's going to have to be a big event with the 2020 update. Like, the more I thought about this, the more I think that there will have to be... I, don't, I would not say burning the bubble, but there will have to be a big in-game event surrounding the 2020 update. That when it releases and some things that kind of go with it, and some interstellar initiatives, maybe interstellar initiatives, maybe leading up to it, and then kind of coming down off it. I think there will be a big event surrounding it. I agree with you on that, and uh, dude, like everything I was just said, it's, it's like once again, it's so choice. Like us having to fend off a third world attack from the bubble to yeah. prevent the bubble from getting eradicated. Oh my god, that sounds so amazing. Yeah. Which means I'm gonna have to go and uh, get my get my uh, alliance chieftain kind of updated a little bit. So, but yeah, yeah, I think it's a cool idea. I'm I'm pro it. I love this idea. So. Yep. I'm there with you, like 100. percent But I appreciate the the emails, uh, Commander Hellblaze. I did not respond to you in game because I wanted to respond or in email because I wanted to respond to you out here. That way you could hear it. Um, Man, guys, keep the emails coming. Loose screws questions at gmail.com. You can always shoot, shoot us a Twitter. I tweet at Twitter at Loose Screws ED. And uh, I've, I've actually gotten a fair amount of followers on Twitter recently. And uh, everybody, I don't have a list in front of me, but everybody who has followed me recently, thank you guys. Thank you very much. Well, I've made sure I retweet a lot of things you tweet when they, especially when it becomes uh, elite dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I, every now and then I tweet something crazy, so <laughs> you're gonna watch me. I and I pretty much hate uh, social media in general, so uh, that's probably not the most popular thing. But I just I'm old man. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, anyway, but. Uh, I think that's actually going to do it for the show. You have anything else for us, Bubba? Uh, I mean, as usual. Hey, guys. Guys. Guys, listen to me. Guys. Don't fly without a rebuy. Um, one of the thing I do want to... Oh, um... One, one other thing I do want to say real quick is, uh... I want to thank Trax again for laying down this uh intro and outro for us dude 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 just so choice yeah and just thanks again man i really appreciate it um yeah i think that's gonna do it for the show guys thank you for listening see you guys next time